my friends to the D-Rate the Hate podcast. I am your host, Will Kavolksworld.com, and I am so incredibly grateful that you have taken the time to join me for another great episode. Here at the D-Rate the Hate podcast, we're all about bettering the world one attitude at a time. You know, we did not create the hate, but with your help, we can derate the hate. It starts with each of us as an individual. So what have you done today to make your life a better life? What have you done today to make the world a better place? Making your life a better life starts with individual accountability. How we act, how we react, no matter what happens to us, how we react to it makes the difference. Friends, one of the great things about a bad attitude is we as individuals have the power to change it. One great way to do that, share the D-Rate the Hate podcast. Share it with your network of friends. Get them to share it. Subscribe. Leave us ratings and feedback. Always greatly appreciated. And with that, let's go. Friends, I have talked about it time and time again on this podcast. And I have had guests talk about it time and time again on this podcast. Ignorance leads to more hate than almost anything out there. And with the recent events that we see in the news today, it's no wonder that there is so much misguided anger and hate when it comes to the gun control and gun, so-called gun violence conversation that's being had. Now, I really want you to stick with me for this episode because I am going to be talking about a lot of facts, a lot of things that you are not going to hear in the mainstream media, a lot of things that you are not going to hear from the standard politician on the TV screen or on your browser, on your screen, wherever you get your information. But those politicians and those media figures and those movie stars that are out there to just spread misinformation, spread division, ignorance, and hate for their own purposes. And I want you to stick with me because it's an important topic. It's a topic, it's a conversation that needs to be had. But the reality is, is most times these conversations are being had, they don't have the facts. They don't have the real information. They're speaking on emotions. They are guided by their misguided emotions. And uh, anybody who's listened to me for very long knows that when you allow your emotions to dictate your actions, very bad things happen. And that's really what it is. There's a lot of bad information out there driving misguided emotions, which in turn leads to more division, leads to more hate, and uh, ultimately just leads to more ignorance and a bunch of stupid conversations had that uh, really have no basis in fact. So again, stick with me, friends. We got some important information to go over and uh, not a long episode, but a very important one nonetheless. All right, I want to first start off and talk about a a post that was done uh, by NPR, National Public Radio, uh, a, a social media post that came out this past week that uh, that quoted some medical examiner in Arizona uh, who who stated that that the AR-15 is designed to blow targets apart. It's wep- it's a weapon of war. Its bullets travel with such velocity that they can decapitate an adult. Now, I just want to make clear that this is an absolute garbage quote. Whoever said it was lying, period. 
there's no truth in that statement whatsoever. And that's why I commented on it online and which started a whole nother thing uh, with a bunch of people, you know, calling me names and, and saying other things uh, about it. But the reality is this. OK, we can have the debate on gun control. We can have the debate on on what kind of weapons you think the average person can or the average U.S. citizen can possess. That's fine. We can have that debate. But please do not lie uh, about it. I don't care if you're on the side of gun control or you're on the side of the Second Amendment. There's no reason to lie. Facts are facts. And, and, and saying that the AR-15 is a weapon of war is, is the first lie. It's not a weapon of war. It's a civilian uh, model carbine rifle that can be platformed to, to shoot several different rounds. But the most common round is the 5.56 NATO round or, or 2.23 Remington round uh, that's very common. Uh, can be shot out of multiple different kinds of rifles, not just an AR. But uh, but the reality is, is, is everything about that statement, whether it be the fact that it's a weapon of war, which it is not, uh, no, no military, uh, no organized military uh, organization on the planet uses the AR-15 uh, in in modern warfare. It's just not true. Um, it, it's a it's a similar looks similar to modern military rifles, but it is not a modern military rifle. So it's a complete lie. Um, the other thing is that talking about the the AR-15 bullets designed to blow targets apart, not true. Uh, the the 556 five, or 223 Remington round on any standard target is just going to put a small hole in it uh, not much bigger than a 22 caliber rifle uh, some something a hole similar to the the size of a number two pencil it does not blow targets apart unless said target is designed to blow apart whether it's glass or has some kind of tannerite or something else in it it's not a reality it's not a true statement and then the, then to say that that round uh, has the ability to decapitate an adult unless they're talking about an adult gopher or a, a maybe a prairie dog or something like that. It's not going to decapitate anybody. It's not true. So so right off the bat, that statement by NPR, complete lie. Uh, and I know they were quoting some medical examiner somewhere, I think in Arizona. But the reality is, is no matter who said it, it's a lie. It's not true, period. Okay, so... The first thing I want to talk about is the best way to breed ignorance is to lie about a particular topic. And in this case, that's what they were doing. They are trying to spread misinformation because what they want to do is increase the ignorance in those who are not familiar with firearms. And by spreading that misinformation, they, again, increase the ignorance, increase the hate, increase the division. Now, friends, if you do hear my voice cracking or you hear me getting a little raspy here and there, I am just getting over COVID. I uh, turned out very well. Thank you for everybody who sent me well wishes. It's great. But uh, just wanted to throw that in there real quick. So with that said, again, the spreading of misinformation, spreading of ignorance increases the hate amongst people of differing opinions. That is not what we want. We want people to have real information. So why do they spread that misinformation? They want to spread the hate. 
They want to get their point across. Politicians want to take our liberties away. That's what they do. They want to increase the size of government. They want to take away our liberties. One of the main liberties that certain politicians absolutely hate the average citizen having is that ability to defend themselves and defend themselves in a reasonable way. Now, gun rights are women's rights, friends. If you talk about women's rights, but then also talk about gun control and wanting to remove guns from citizens, that's not a, it's not a, it's not a viable argument. The gun has been the great equalizer for women. Now, back in 2013, the Obama administration, certainly no friend to the gun industry or, or the, the Second Amendment crowd, the Obama administration tasked the CDC with studying defensive gun uses in, in the United States. And they did determine that hundreds of thousands of times each year, guns are used for defensive purposes. That being said, let's put this into context. In the past two and a half or three decades in the United States, violent crime has been steadily decreasing. But because of the It Bleeds It Leads news and the 24-hour news cycle, you may not believe that. But it's true. According to the U.S. Department of Justice's own Bureau of Justice Statistics, the rate of firearm homicide per 100,000 persons aged 12 or older declined 41% across the 26-year uh, 26 year period of 1993 to 2018, from 8.4 to 5.0 homicides per 100,000. During the most recent five years, from 2014 to 2018, this rate was between 4 and 5.2 homicides per 100,000 persons age 12 or older. The firearm homicide rate of 4.0 in 2014 was the lowest annual rate from 1993 to 2018. So when we look at those numbers a little bit closer, I, I just I do have to say that while it's a separate topic, it's an important topic because the politicians and the media like to throw out this number. They, they lump everything together in gun violence. And when they do that, they clump in the or, or those who choose to take their own life, suicides, in, in the gun violence numbers. Now, those numbers that I just talked about didn't include that. That was homicides, people who intentionally meant to hurt or kill somebody else uh, other than themselves. But the news media, in order to sensationalize the numbers, and the politicians do it as well, they like to clump them all together and say, oh, 45,000 Americans lost their lives to gun violence in the past year or whatever. Now realize more than 60% of those, generally yearly, more than 60% of gun deaths are suicides. But those suicides by gun are only about half the suicides that are actually committed in this country. And uh, while it's very unfortunate it cannot be blamed on the gun. If people are going to kill themselves, the same way with anything else. If people are going to kill somebody else, if they are hell-bent on killing somebody else or killing themselves, they will find a way to do it, whether they have a firearm or not. So I just want you to be aware of that deceptive 
uh, tactic, things that they do to sensationalize the numbers to make them. I mean, 20,000 deaths is bad enough as it is. Uh, 45,000 when more than half of them, more than 60% are, are suicides is certainly another animal. It's terrible. It's tragic. And it's a whole nother topic, quite honestly, because it's one of the things that is ignored. See, my big thing with the gun control topic and my big thing with most topics is let's not address the symptoms. People dying at the hands of uh, of somebody, at the hands of a perpetrator using a gun, that is a symptom of a bigger problem. These things don't just happen. They don't just materialize. People don't just wake up one morning and decide, oh, I think I'm going to kill a bunch of people today. This is usually a very predictable situation. It's it's something, somebody generally who has suffered for a very long time from mental illness. They, they, are, they are an evil soul, but it doesn't just happen. It doesn't just materialize and manifest itself in a, in a single day. These, these mass shooters, generally the, the people who are mass shooters, there are telltale signs over and over and over again that are ignored by whether they're ignored by the system or they're ignored by the parents or they're ignored by uh, the society that they live in. It's not just it, it's not just oh wow that hit us out of the uh, out of the blue that that completely caught us blindsided. No, uh, the other thing with gun uh, uh, these gun deaths the the vast majority uh, of gun deaths in this country homicides committed with a gun are committed with illegally possessed weapons. In fact, if you actually look at the vast majority of these homicides that take place. They happen in urban areas in just a small portion of the counties in this country. In fact, breaking it down just a little bit further, over 50% of the murders generally happen in less than 2% of this country's 3,142 counties. Most counties, more than 50% of the counties in this country, go each year without a homicide without a single gun death. So when you really look at the numbers, it's the gangs and the urban violence, these highly populated areas plagued by gang activity, drugs, and rampant violence where this has taken place. You know, the constant recidivism uh, of those that are not properly incarcerated and punished for previous crimes. Like I said, very predictable. So by introducing more gun legislation and trying to take the guns away from people who lawfully own them, you are doing nothing to actually make anybody safer but those hundreds of thousands of defensive gun uses that take place in this country every year. What you have done now is in essence made those people, many of them women and minorities more defenseless than they would have been otherwise. Also, one quote from that CDC study done in 2013, one of the things that the CDC did determine was self-defense can be an important crime deterrent. Uh, The CDC report acknowledges that studies directly assessing the effect of actual defensive uses of guns have found consistently lower injury rates among gun-using crime victims compared with victims who other or who used 
other self-protective strategies. So it's not just a matter of making sure that you live through the event, but also making sure you live through the event without taking serious bodily damage. Like I said, women's rights, the great equalizer, having a gun in a fight-for-life situation is much, much better for the woman. No question. So a couple quick facts of note, and then I'm going to wrap up this episode. But uh, things to consider when listening to those who would like to take away our ability to defend ourselves effectively against those who would try to harm or kill us. I just want you to take away a few things because I know a lot of people get very belligerent. I know I've got a family member that uh, makes nonsensical and very, very hateful arguments when it comes to gun control all the time. But uh, a couple of things of note to think about uh, when you're putting this into context. There is no such thing as an assault rifle. Assault is a verb, and semi-automatic rifles have been around for more than 100 years. Point of note here, rifles, long guns of any kind, are the least likely to be used in homicides anywhere in this country. In fact, more people are beat and bludgeoned to death by hand, fist, feet, and more kinds of blunt objects than I can count than are actually killed with rifles each year in this country. So, no such thing as an assault rifle. It's nonsensical. It's a nonsensical term. AR stands for Armalite Rifle Model 15. There you go. The AR-15 is a very user-friendly and incredible self-defense weapon used constantly for defensive gun uses, but that never gets media play because there are those that would have you believe that it's a scary and evil piece of equipment. But the, but the reality is, is it's an incredible self-defense weapon used constantly for self-defense. And uh, and actually, there will be a link to an article. There's actually been a link to a lot of articles in the show notes for this particular episode with all the information that I've I've presented to great news articles, whether it be from the Bureau of Justice Statistics uh, or the CDC or um, any number of different organizations. going to be a lot of great information in the show notes that you're not going to want to miss. All right, so gun control advocates like to throw out uh, arguments such as the United States leads uh, most industrialized and, and modern uh, nations when it comes to, like again, their word gun violence. Uh, but gun deaths and things like that. And that's where they, they like to lump in suicides uh, into those gun death numbers. But the reality is this. If you look at the whole ecosystem when it comes to homicides and violent crime and things such as that, uh, you look at countries that have, have instituted some of the most intense and, and, and most restrictive gun control measures like Australia and England, you know, the UK and things like that. They have much higher rates. And this goes back to the defensive gun use argument. They have much higher rates of violent crime, knife deaths and, and, and the like in those countries where people are not able to defense them, defend themselves, where people don't have that great equalizer. They have not got, they do not any longer have the ability to defend themselves in the way that we can in this country. So they have much higher rates and increasing violent crime rates in those countries. Whereas again, the United States 
the violent crime in this country, violent crimes of all kinds, have been steadily decreasing for nearly three decades. So keep that in your back pocket. Now, again, the media and politicians would have you believe that somehow guns are the primary cause or one of the primary cause of unintentional death in this country, but that's not really the case. Just going based on the CDC's own website, all unintentional injury deaths per year are a little over 200,000, which in turn means only a small portion of those are actually homicides by gun. Other things that are far more deadly than gun deaths, unintentional fall deaths, over 40,000, about 42,000 deaths per year in this country happen just from people falling down. Motor vehicle traffic deaths, again, over 40,000. Unintentional poisoning deaths, 87,000 plus. Okay, just just numbers, just to throw things in, in for context. Every preventable death is a tragedy. No question. Nobody wants to see people die senselessly before their time. But we all die at some point. With that said, another big number The National Institute of Health on their own site says as many as 250,000 people in this country each year could die from medical errors and malpractice. 250,000, that's a quarter million people die each year. But we're not ready to scrap the medical industry. So just make sure when people are having these arguments and people get belligerent and want to talk about how nobody should be allowed to have a gun and, and, and all the nonsensical, hateful arguments that they'll come up with for uh, the NRA and conservative Republicans and, and whoever else they, they want to blame for these one-off evil and or mental case people who decide to shoot up a grocery store or a school or a workplace, just realize there's a lot of ways to put these numbers into perspective. And none of them, none of them justify taking away people's ability to defend themselves. Just remember that when a politician says we have to do something, whatever they're going to do is generally going to cause more problems than the actual symptom of the bigger problem that they are claiming they are going to address. When they talk about the other side not having any solutions and not bringing any solutions to the table, they are generally saying, the other side is not saying what I want them to say, so therefore they aren't saying anything. It's a very deceitful and hateful tactic, meant to breed ignorance and hate amongst people of differing opinions meant to breed hate and ignorance amongst those who they know they can get an emotional response. So to take this thing back full circle, do not allow your emotions, do not allow those who would use your emotions to shape your opinion. Use the facts. Because the facts do not bear out what the those in the media and those in politics would have you believe. Friends, I just want to say again how very, very grateful that I am that you took the time to join me for another Derate the Hate podcast episode. Please, 
Share us with your friends. Share us with your network. If you haven't done so already, subscribe and talk your friends into doing the same. Feedback and ratings, wherever you get your audio, always greatly appreciated. And with that, I will just say get out there. Be kind to one another. Be grateful for everything that you've got. And remember, it's up to you to make each and every day the day that you want it to be. Friends, if there was anything in this episode that provided exceptional value to you, I would love to hear about it. Email me, wilk at wilksworld.com, or hit me up on most social media platforms. With that, I am going to back on out of here, and we will catch you next week. Take care.